You're listening to Comedy Central. Apple Card is the perfect cashback rewards credit card. You earn up to 3% daily cash on every purchase every day. That's 3% on your favorite products at Apple, 2% on all other Apple Card with Apple Pay purchases, and 1% on anything you buy with your titanium Apple Card or virtual card number. Visit apple.co slash card calculator to see how much you can earn. Apple Card issued by Goldman Sachs Bank USA, Salt Lake City branch. Subject to credit approval. Terms apply. Stephen Colbert here to tell you about The Late Show Pod Show, which is our podcast for The Late Show with my producer, Becca. Uh, Becca, how long have you been producing this podcast? I've been producing this podcast for two years now. And your favorite thing about it? The extended moments, for sure. Right, because sometimes I'll interview like a big star for 25 minutes. We can only put like 14 minutes on air. Where can people get that? On The Late Show Pod Show with Stephen Colbert, wherever you get your podcasts. And who produces that? Uh, I, I help out. It's a team effort. January 27, 2020. From Comedy Central's World News Headquarters in New York, this is The Daily Show with Trevor Noah, Ears Edition. guest tonight is a novelist who has written for Westworld on HBO. He's here with a new book that takes on race and pop culture. Charles Yu is joining us, everybody! <laughs> also, on tonight's episode, John Bolton crashes the impeachment party, Desi Lydic takes us to Mars, and the Pope asks Mike Pence for forgiveness. So let's catch up on today's headlines. Let's begin with some international news out of the Vatican, where Pope Francis had a special visitor. Vice President Mike Pence making a special stop during his overseas trip, getting a chance to meet Pope Francis in Vatican City. The meeting was twice as long as President Trump's visit in 2017. As he was leaving, Pence said, thank you, your holiness. You have made me a hero. God bless you. Yes, that's right. The most religious man in the world met the Pope. And I, I bet, I bet after meeting Mike Pence, the Pope walked away like, yo, that guy's a Jesus freak. That guy really likes Jesus. <laughs> also, I, I don't really get, what did Mike Pence mean when he told the Pope, you have made me a hero? <laughs> How does meeting the Pope make you a hero? Unless he meant the Pope literally made him a hero. Then, <laughs> then it makes sense. Here's a question. Here's a question I have though. Do you think the Pope took Pence's confession Because if he did, that would have to be the most boring confession (laughs) the Pope has ever heard. The Pope would be like, you walked in on your wife taking off her shoes? I don't care, what? (laughs) No, eating salty food is not a sin. What the hell, man? (laughs) All right, moving on to more international news. The coronavirus is spreading faster and faster every day. And now the Chinese government is working overtime to stop it. Breaking news about the deadly coronavirus. Just today, more cases were confirmed here in the U.S., bringing the total number to at least five. The virus is now spreading faster. So far, it's killed at least 81 people in China. More than 2,700 others have been infected across 13 countries. Wuhan, the epicenter of the outbreak, and 14 other cities now in lockdown. That's a total of 50 million people 
ordered to stay in place. Workers in Wuhan, with heavy machinery racing against time to build a brand-new thousand-bed hospital in just 10 days. Yes, China has announced that they're building a thousand-bed hospital in just 10 days. 10 days to build a hospital. There is no other country that can do anything that fast. <laughs> like, in America, it takes longer than that to get cable installed. <laughs> I've learned when you order cable in this country, you aren't ordering it for you, you're ordering it for your grandkids. That's what you're doing. <laughs> you're just like, I just want little Billy to have Comcast one day. <laughs> yes, yes, I'll be ready. <laughs> but I guess this, this is the double-edged sword of China's cultural efficiency. Like, the people in the country are extremely efficient, but so are their diseases. Right? Because think about it, this disease is going all over the world at an insane rate. That, like, you... There's no... There's no Jamaican diseases that have threatened the world. <laughs> yeah, because, like, the people, Jamaican diseases are chilled out, you know? It's just like, yeah, man, we infected this one person, so we gonna infect the entire population. <laughs> it's like, no, so much work. We're just gonna enjoy this man's mouth. We're not gonna infect anybody else. <laughs> we just relax. We're airy. <laughs> also, okay, also. Am I the only one who's noticed that the virus has gone everywhere except Africa? Huh? <laughs> I mean, look, don't get me wrong. Don't get me wrong. I don't want the virus, but I'm kind of hurt. <laughs> Why is Africa always left out, huh? I, I mean, maybe the coronavirus is just scared because it knows if it shows up in Africa, Ebola will be waiting at the airport <laughs> like... Oh, corona. Look at me, corona. I am the virus now, huh? All right, and finally, in some transportation news, this could make driving a little bit more fun. If you ever make it up to Vermont, you may see something different on the road. License plates with emojis. Vermont is the first state in the country considering adding one of six emojis to their license plates. The symbols would not replace any letters or numbers, and some drivers on the road are on board. If you were to have the option to do an emoji on your license plate, what would that emoji be? Um, probably a heart and a rainbow. It would probably be an angry face and a kissy smile. Yeah. <laughs> I love this. Angry face and a kissy smile. I like that. Emojis on license plates. This is a great idea. Like, if everyone has emojis on their license plates, it would be so much easier to remember the license plate if there was a hit and run, right? Because every time people are like, did you get the plate? You're like, no, it was a number and letter. Now it'd be like, yeah, I remember it. I got it. It was three women cha-chaing. I remember that. <laughs> they... They cha-chaed all over my grandpa, man. <laughs> At the same time, I do think emojis could also make life tougher for cops, right? Because they're gonna be out on the highway like, suspects on the run, eight dead, four wounded, he's in the late model Chevy, license plate, eggplant, water skirt, water skirt, <laughs> 69, repeat, eggplant, water skirt, water skirt, 69. God help us all. All right, that's it for the headlines. Let's move on to our top story. <laughs> Impeachment. It's the constitutional way of saying, bye, Felicia. <laughs> and this weekend was full of major bombshells that could change the trial bigly. So, <laughs> let's check in on the latest developments in another installment of The Magical Wonderful Road to Impeachment. <laughs> it's probably presidential harassment. On Friday, after three days of presenting evidence, the Democrats finally wrapped up their case in the impeachment trial of President Donald Jolene Trump. <laughs> and now, Trump's defense is taking the floor and presenting their arguments. 
And it basically boils down to this. One, this is just a political attack by the Democrats. Two, Trump did nothing wrong. And three, there are no firsthand witnesses who spoke to Trump about a quid pro quo. And that last one is pretty ballsy, right? Because how are you gonna complain about having no eyewitnesses when you're the ones blocking the eyewitnesses, right? It's a pretty slick move. You can't have it both ways. It's like if you're a vegan, you can't complain about all the chickpeas in your life, okay? <laughs> yeah, you chose that chickpea life. <laughs> now you just gotta stay quiet except for all the farts, but that's you. <laughs> but now this is where it gets interesting. Right in the middle of Team Trump making that argument about witnesses, we got some big news from someone who Democrats have been trying to get to testify in this trial. And I'm talking about John Bolton, former Trump national security advisor and star of HBO's Deadwood. <laughs> You see, the White House has been terrified about what he might tell the Senate, and now it looks like we know why. Breaking overnight, bombshell, former National Security Advisor John Bolton ready to turn on the president as news leaks from his explosive new book about what he claims really happened with Ukraine. Bolton says the president told him that he wanted to continue freezing $391 million in security assistance to Ukraine until officials there helped with investigations into Democrats, including the Bidens. President Trump signaling that he is going to paint John Bolton as a disgruntled former employee. Take a look at his tweet from earlier today. He says, if John Bolton said this, it was only to sell a book. Wow, this is a big deal. Because we now know that if Bolton testifies, he would say that Trump personally told him that he wanted to hold up aid to Ukraine until he got dirt on the Bidens, which is the whole thing. This is the heart of the entire impeachment thing. So I don't know how Senate Republicans can justify not hearing from Bolton now. Like, like there's no reason. Imagine an eyewitness to a murder wanted to testify and the judge just refused. You know, just like, Your Honor, I, I, I saw this man and I saw the crime firsthand. He'd be like, up, 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 no spoilers, no spoilers. <laughs> I wanna see how it ends. <laughs> and by the way, is Trump, is Trump really gonna argue that John Bolton is just another disgruntled employee? Cause I don't know about you, but he, he sure seems to have a lot of disgruntled <laughs> employees. Like how come nobody ever leaves the White House gruntled? <laughs> He's like, thank you, Mr. President. I am so gruntled to have worked with you. <laughs> so Bolton's book has thrown a big hairy curveball into this impeachment trial. <laughs> but believe it or not, the Bolton revelations aren't the only big new piece of evidence. Because remember Lev Parnas, yes? Rudy Giuliani's right-hand man and the count from Sesame Street? <laughs> well, after Parnas said that he worked for Trump to get dirt on Joe Biden, Trump repeatedly claimed he has no idea who this man is. And that's even though they've, been, they've appeared in more photos together than Mariah Carey and Christmas trees. <laughs> So now the question is, is Trump lying about not knowing Parnas or is Parnas lying about knowing Trump? Well, it turns out Parnas has the receipts. Breaking overnight, the release of an explosive new audio tape that reportedly features President Trump speaking to Igor Fruman and Lev Parnas at a dinner in 2018. On the tape, a voice identified as Parnas can be heard telling Trump that the ambassador to Ukraine was bad-mouthing him. Yeah, and she's basically walking around telling everybody, wait, he's gonna get impeached, uh, just wait. I mean, really? it's, uh, <laughs> yeah. it's incredible. It's get rid of her. Get her out tomorrow. Okay, get her out tomorrow. <laughs> Take her out, okay? Excellent. Do it. 
President Trump has repeatedly said he doesn't know Lev Parnas. But on the tape, they talk in detail about Ukraine. White House Press Secretary Stephanie Grisham said the gathering doesn't mean the president knew of or even remembered Lev Parnas. Uh, the president sits at many, many dinners, at many, many roundtables with people that he does not know. Yeah, the president has many, many dinners, sometimes all on the same night. <laughs> Come on, guys, I'm sorry. You, you, you just can't keep pretending that Trump doesn't know this guy, right? Because first they said Trump wouldn't remember all the people he takes photos with. Okay, I understand that. Now they're saying Trump can't remember all the people he has private dinners with? <laughs> what, what's next? They're gonna be like, look, the president gets matching quid pro quo back tattoos with a lot of people. <laughs> he can't be expected to remember all of them. But another thing this tape demonstrates is that once again, this president has an insane number of people who are secretly recording him. Like, this is, this is not normal. Do you know how many people have secretly recorded Trump now? Lawyers, aides, henchmen. Basically, everyone Trump trusts with his secrets <laughs> is wearing a wire. <laughs> At this point, we have enough tapes to produce an album, which is <laughs> exactly what we did. Are you ready to hear President Trump unfiltered, uncensored, and unaware that he's being recorded? Introducing, now that's what I call Trump being secretly recorded. The president put his trust in a few select people and they've been taping his ass the whole time. You'll hear recordings from Lev Parnas. Take her out, okay? Excellent. Do it. Michael Cohen. Give me a compliment. And this classic call with Omarosa when he pretended he didn't know she got fired. Omarosa, what's going on? I just saw on the news that you're thinking about leaving. What happened? We've selected the best from over 500,000 hours of audio from places like the Access Hollywood Tape. Grab him by the pussy. Take advantage now because we will never have a president this gullible again. This is all sort of like off the record, right? Not anymore. And if you call in the next five minutes, we'll add this bonus DVD. Now that's what I call the president sniffing. Awesome! Call now. There's no guarantee recordings will lead to impeachment. We'll be right back. Waiting on a tax return? Hopefully it ends up in your hands. Fraudulent tax returns due to identity theft increased by 30% in 2023. If you're in a bind this tax season, LifeLock can help. Our U.S.-based restoration specialists are experts dedicated to helping solve your identity theft issues. And all LifeLock plans are backed by the Million Dollar Protection Package. So we'll reimburse you up to the limits of your plan if you lose money due to identity theft. Help protect your information this tax season with LifeLock. Save up to 25% your first year at LifeLock.com aware. Survivor 46 is here, and so is On Fire, the only official Survivor podcast, and we have a twist this season. The winner of Survivor 45, D. Vyadaris, will be joining us every week. We're going behind the scenes of the biggest moments, the how and the why things happen, and the strategy and analysis you can only get from someone like me, a Survivor winner. Listen to On Fire, the official Survivor podcast on Apple Podcasts or wherever you get your podcasts. Tonight is an author whose critically acclaimed new book is called Interior, Chinatown. Please welcome Charles Yu. (laughs) 
Right. And uh, congratulations on a book that has gotten many, many, many people talking, critics loving it, saying it, it's a beautiful new way to talk about a story that everybody wants to be talking about right now. Interior Chinatown. It's a novel. Yes. But when you read it, it's basically written like a screenplay. Right. Why, why did you do that? Uh, I work in Hollywood, so I already had the software. So I just, <laughs> it was easier. Um, you know, it's, I think a lot of what you were talking about in the previous segment, stories um, resonate with people. Right. And movies and TV really do. And um, I wanted to tell the story that way also because of the, what the story is about, which is a, a character, Willis Wu. Right. It's interesting that, you, that you, you, you make it so simple because that's really what it is. It's a story about a character, Willis Wu, who is a man who just dreams of making it big on the big screen. Right. And what's, what's, what's beautiful and what resonates in the book is it talks about the challenges that he faces and so many Asian Americans and Asians in America have faced with being represented on screen in a way that is not boiled down to stereotypes. Right. Yeah, I mean, it's... Um... His dream, so Will, to Willis's story is basically that he, his job is to be generic Asian man on a show called Black and White. And um, so, you know, everyone's seen Law and Order. Right. And you have the two leads in the front, and they're discussing the case. And way in the back, pretty much out of focus, is like an Asian guy unloading a van. Right. I was like, what if you told the story from that guy's point of view? Uh-huh in the Law and Order universe. Right. And, and, I, and I started to get interested in this world and exploring the world because the view from the bottom looks different than the view from where the leads are standing. It, it really is powerful because <laughs> you, you talk about in this book one man's journey, but, but really a lot of this book deals with how Asians have been pushed to the side in America and a lot of storytelling. You know, some, some people have argued, though, that, that Asians have it good, though, because they go like, oh, at least Asian people have the model minority thing to them, so they're, they're seen as less threatening and they're given more opportunities. But, but you have a different view on that idea. Yeah, I, absolutely. I think, you know, the model minority is just sort of the age-old strategy of divide, you know, divide and conquer. And mm -hmm. holding one group up justifies holding a group apart. And it's not just your sort of saying Asians have it good, you're kind of showing the other groups you could do it too, right? Right, right. And also the fact is there are plenty of Asians who have not succeeded. Right. You know, there are, the characters in this book are struggling economically, they're struggling to assimilate culturally. And I, that's a story that we don't see as often. We see in the media stories about Asian, success, Asian American success, but not always this story. In this book is, um, is a character who dreams of just getting to play the lead in a kung fu film. That's, that's what he's dreaming of doing. Interestingly enough though, and, and I mean, I get why the character's doing it. That's one of the things that you say like always broke your heart in the smallest way when you'd be watching TV with your family is you'd look up when you see an Asian person on the screen, you'd be like, wow, that's amazing. And then they would always be distilled into like a few categories. Like, why do you think that that affected you so much, especially with your children? Right, yeah, I mean, that, you, it's exactly what's happening now is that I'm a dad and I'm, my kids are old enough that we watch stories together and sort of, I had made peace with being, you know, watching Asians on the side. Mm -hmm. But now they're old enough that I have to turn and explain to them, you know, why is that guy doing a funny accent? You know, or right, why, right. why is that person squinting their eyes and playing an Asian on TV? And, you know, there has been a lot of progress. We see stories about Asians, but we still don't see enough and we don't, I, I don't, I wanted to be able to, you know, explain to them. So I had to kind of work through it in this book. And, 
you know, for instance, I was recently watching the Golden Globes and I watched Aquafina get that award and right. my daughter was sitting next to me and it was like, I felt uplifted and so did she. I could see in her eyes that this was something that we'd both remember. And at the same time, we see things on TV where you sort of can't believe that that's still on TV in right. the year 2020, so. Yeah, it's, it's, it's a really fun story. You know that I love it. it. It moves. It's fast-paced. It feels like you're watching a movie in a movie, which is really fun. And uh, it talks about something that I think we all need to be talking about more. So thank you so much for being on the show. Congratulations on writing a fantastic book. Interior Chinatown is available now. Charles, you everybody. Thank you very much. The Daily Show with Trevor Noah, ears edition. Watch The Daily Show weeknights at 11, 10 Central on Comedy Central and the Comedy Central app. Watch full episodes and videos at thedailyshow.com. Follow us on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. And subscribe to The Daily Show on YouTube for exclusive content and more. This has been a Comedy Central podcast. Infinity presents a new chapter in luxury. The premiere of the all-new 2025 Infinity QX80. Live March 20th from The Edge at Hudson Yards in New York City. Featuring a performance by John Batiste. The all-new 2025 Infiniti QX80 is an SUV designed to help every passenger feel just right. Be the first to see it March 20th at 7 p.m. Eastern, only on iHeartRadio's YouTube channel. Save the date at new-qx80.com. Don't miss it. 2025 QX80 coming this summer. Does money stress you out? Let FACET flip your financial chaos into clarity. Finding FACET immediately put us at ease. FACET's innovative approach to financial planning ensures your money works as hard as you do, enabling members to experience the joys of having your finances in order. That makes us FACET for life now, I guess. (laughs) Visit FACET.com, F-A-C-E-T.com to learn more. This ad is sponsored by FACET. FACET Wealth is an SEC-registered investment advisor. This is not an offer to buy or sell securities, nor is it investment, legal, or tax advice. These testimonials are from current FACET members who are not compensated. All opinions are their own and not a guarantee of a similar outcome.